0: It's uh, 1933, and in the in the late spring, uh, you start hearing these stories about uh, the Starkweather Moore expedition and how they're planning to go back to the Antarctic. And among other things, they're um, going to go to uh, the Miskatonic Mountains that the uh, expedition uh, previous to them, the Miskatonic University expedition, um, discovered there, and, of which there was much, um, you know, hallo Over the summer, uh, the expedition is is kind of staffing up and and reaching out to people or people are reaching out to it. The two people who are in charge of the expedition are uh, James Starkweather, who is a a relatively famous lecturer, uh, explorer, and he's the expedition leader. He has gone on a a variety of expeditions. I think some of that was actually covered in, in Moore's invitation letter. And so that's, that could be a possible end. Maybe you've been on an expedition with uh, Starkweather before. He's gone to a bunch of places, among them the Australian desert, uh, Africa, the Himalayas, and the ill-fated attempt by the Italia blimp to fly over the North Pole. So that's an end. The other one, uh, the other uh, expedition leader is uh, Professor Moore, who is um, he's, he works at uh, the Miskatonic University. He is a geologist, a paleontologist, um, and is quite renowned uh, in those fields. He's also been involved with some of those expeditions. That's how he met Starkweather. You know, that's also an end certainly for for you, Tom.
1: Yeah, I had a note that I knew Professor Moore from uh, the battle in Metz, uh, where I was wounded. Yeah, exactly.
0: So that's probably how how you're how you're attached to it in some in some sense. Um, then beyond that, um, you know, I don't know if you all if you all have any ideas. Just one more thing, I
1: would.
2: So, so Michael, I, I've got an idea. So I'll just start. Um, so uh, you remember from my history, I've got this uh, guy Tim McCallaghan, who was my uh, uh, um, my dad's solicitor who i don't quite trust but who's obviously very well connected within the new york um finance and sort of old boys network and um he um my idea would have have always been that he reached out to me as he heard somebody talk in his club in his gentleman's club about the expedition and that they were still looking for a photographer before the expedition, he reached out to me at that point and said, hey, this might be something that you'd be considering, and that's that's what I then jumped up. So I then sought out the professor, essentially, saying, hey, I, I, I'd love to come on board.
3: In the case of my character, it's just a simple case of, and as he was um, uh, for years flying the mail back and forth um, and dreaming of grander exploits in the, in the arena flight and following the, the incredible things that are being done around the world aviation, then when he saw the newspaper articles uh, that the expedition was forming and they were looking for you know, they're going to take it, they're going to take new airplanes and, and there was going to be a cornerstone of um, the way that they're going to explore the Antarctic, he thought, oh, this was the chance for me to make my mark on history and do cool. something adventurous and incredible in aviation, so he, he sent in his resume with his flying experience, so since he flies the mail um, through all weather you know, the mail always has to get through, he has a lot of experience with adverse weather conditions, so that's what he highlighted in his application.
0: Cool. There's also, obviously, uh, the Miskatonic University expedition, you know, met a tragic fate. Uh, there's a, a, a great opportunity for somebody to know somebody who was on that expedition.
4: Yeah, for, for my character, I think what seems uh, seems like a good angle is that since, since James Stockweather appears to be an experienced explorer who has been on several different missions, um, perhaps Magnus, the Norwegian here, he's been with him, with him on a few expeditions before, part of his regular crew or something like that.
2: Jens, yeah, so what was your character's name? Magnus or Maunus, right? Yeah,
4: Maunus. And and
2: Pit- and, and you say. are so your character is in the U.S. and does he insist on people calling him Maunus or Magnus? Uh,
4: Magnus.
2: Magnus. Okay.
4: It can be Magnus.
2: Yeah, David. What was your character called? William mm-hmm. Avery. William Avery, of course. Yeah.
1: Am I the only one with any education around here? <laughs> well, me, I'm
5: I'm an archaeologist. All right, oh, yeah. and my I have training. officers' training. By
2: training, huh? Oh,
5: it, it was under officer training. I got my eleven in fleeing.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was when the drafting game.
4: Uh, Anna, do, do we do we address you as his lordship? Would that be appropriate? My, it's called My Lord. <laughs> my, my Lord. lord. <laughs> my Siege, there
2: go. You're <laughs> not My Lord. Uh, that's, that's exactly why my clan fell. Uh, ran to uh, the US.
5: <laughs> well, this will be interesting. <laughs> I, you know, show some respect to your betters.
0: <laughs> Ask how are you connected with the expedition?
5: Um, well... Um, Lord Lord Whimsy uh, is a bit of a bit of a ladies' man, um, and and whenever he can, he's uh, particularly interested in, in, in rather wealthy ladies. Um, so and he's sort of like uh, gotten himself in, involved with uh, a young uh, heiress uh, in New York, Penelope Smith, who has a lot of uh, money. Uh, her family they're timber barons um or something something along those uh, those uh, those lines so but i'm i was quite interested in in sort of like um uh, moving on and, and 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 getting on i heard about uh, this 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 expedition and i i thought there was a a chance here to 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 get some um, grandeur for my uh, for myself uh, and what i simply did was that i i managed to to motivate uh um, penelope to 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 make some funds available uh and i i, I quite simply uh contacted Starkweather to to set that uh, um you know i was able to, to 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 sponsor um a little bit of the the exhibition uh under the the condition that i could uh, i could come come with him and you know, being a trained archaeologist, anyways, and, and with the officer training, that, that wasn't maybe, that apparently wasn't too much uh, of a stretch. Uh, and,
3: uh, and, and I'm in, right? No, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, that's a relief. When you said you were a ladies' man, I thought you meant you were just a very effeminate man. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
2: ah, well, I mean, you know.
3: He was an English lord, so that's true too.
4: Just a just a comment. This is actually how several of the people on the expeditions that Roald Amundsen, the Norwegian explorer, uh, how people actually got on his mission. They just turned up and said, "I got some money. Can I can I join?" You? <laughs> and that uh, and that seemed to work.
1: Key to success. <laughs>
4: yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, and uh, good. So that's we have everybody. I think. All right. So over the summer of uh, nineteen thirty-three, um, you know, either you get in touch with uh, the expedition, or the expedition gets in touch with you. Um, Tom, uh, you you receive a letter from uh, from Moore, whom uh, you probably haven't spoken to for a while, but you, you might have been familiar with some of his work in various journals and whatnot, uh, and you obviously remember him from from the war. And, uh, and he tells you about this expedition and, uh, and, and whatnot. Uh, and then uh, uh, invites you to come on board. And,
1: uh, well, I don't have any more money to go big game hunting, so it seemed like a... seemed like a good idea at the time. Yeah, and also the wife, second wife, is well, uh, <laughs> <it's> just...
0: <laughs> well, it'll be hard to get further away from her than we <laughs> Um. Yeah, so, uh, and then Bjorn... Uh, you hear about the, the expedition and reach out to Moore as well. And, uh, and uh, uh, you live in New York, right?
2: Yeah, I live in New York. That's right. In five points, so Southern Manhattan. So uh,
0: you you meet with Moore at some point uh, over the summer to to just kind of you know feel each other's anthros out a little bit
4: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and have a chat. And he seems like a, a nice uh, a nice gentleman. He's um, he's in his late thirties. Uh, obviously, very different from you. Very kind of. Uh, you know, professionally um, but he seems very he's like a very calm uh, uh, guy to be around and, and uh, feels like a uh, the kind of guy you want to go on an expedition with so, so okay. it's a, and he gives you the information you need and whatnot uh, you the you're all you're all meeting in uh, September 1st so uh, so you kind of have the summer to to do whatever whatever you need to do. The uh, it should be said the the pay for the expedition is very very low, bordering uh, uh, on volunteer uh, work. Uh, and with it's generally thought that you know the the way it works is you uh, you do it for the thrill of it, and then you figure out how to make money off it afterwards. Unless you're you're particularly uh, sought after for some particular set of skills or something.
2: Yeah. Uh, and so the the only question Mike uh, Thomas will have of, of uh, Professor Moore is, uh, how do I can I bring all my photography equipment along? Oh yes, there's obviously quite a lot yes, of yes, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Of
0: I wouldn't say there's ample room in the in the on the ship, but uh, whatever you can fit in there, you're certainly more than more than welcome to bring. And David, uh, I forget, do you are you getting do you get in touch with them, or are you asked? I guess you, you get in touch with them, right?
3: I get in touch with them. Yeah, I send in an application.
0: Um, so you get a call at some point, uh, probably in the in the late summer, uh, from from uh, Starkweather, um, who's uh, he's uh, British, and I'll I'll try from time to time to fake a British accent. It's probably going to be completely horrible and different <laughs> different every time. Uh, so you hear this muffled voice over the over the telephone. Hello, hello. Uh,
3: yes, hello, sir. Um, I can hear you. Oh, fantastic. Uh, um, who am I speaking to? Ah, oh, you've, uh, Bill Avery, William Avery, at your disposal. Ah, perfect, perfect. Um, uh, will, uh, can I call him Bill? Yes,
0: please. Ah, fantastic. Uh, Bill, I've seen your, uh, your resume here, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually, I'm very interested in having you join our expedition. Uh, would you be available to, uh, to, uh, come to, uh, New York in September?
3: oh well, uh, exciting news sir yeah uh, yes I'll I'll make myself available of course oh, fantastic
0: um, we, we have uh, we have good plans for having uh, a number of aircraft and uh, I don't know what your experiences are but um, uh, there will be some time not a lot but a little bit of time before that to uh, to try them out and uh, uh, you know get the, get the swing of things uh, uh, won't you? um I don't know what, what sort of experience you have, but I'm sure you'll figure it out as, as we go along. Uh, it can't be that hard.
3: Yeah, as you've seen in my resume, my experience is rather extensive from uh, the, the war on to um, the private aviation afterwards. But I think chances are very high that once I see the kind of aircraft you have, I'll be able to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll have the experience to fly it.
0: <laughs> ah, Johnny, good. Perfect. Uh, well, um, I, uh, I'll see you in September then. Um, we're all meeting at the Amherst Hotel on—it's on Forty uh, on Fourth. I'm sure you'll find it. Uh, there's there's rooms for everyone, and then um, you can meet everybody else, and uh, and that's about it.
3: Amherst Hotel. I will be there for sure. Thank you, sir. Great.
0: and um, he, he hangs up again. Um, let's see. Yes. Hmm.
3: Where in the world are you? Are you actually, where, David, I forget, where do you live? Um, in the Midwest, I think I just I'll pick a state. Uh, maybe, um, say, <clears throat> Nebraska.
2: That's a good uh, place to fly plane. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Are you Norway?
4: Um, possibly. It depends on the return from the last uh, last mission, but Norway is the base, so it's where I it would return every couple of years. Okay.
0: So, it's possible. Um, well, you also get a call uh, uh, at some point uh, over the summer uh, from Starkweather. Your phone rings.
4: Yes. Who is this? Oh? Hello? Oh. Hello? This is Magnus speaking. Oh, Magnus! Ah, my old friend.
0: This is... Ah, stock weather. Yes, it's, it's Starkweather. I'm calling for you. Oh? It's great to hear from you. It's long distance. I'm having a... Yes. A bit of trouble hearing you, but... Um, long distance. Yes. Yes. Long. Hello?
4: <laughs> hello,
0: Starkweather? <laughs> Magnus, I have a proposition. I am putting together another expedition, and I would love for you to be a part of it.
4: And fantastic! You know you can count on me.
0: Ah, grand!
4: Um, look,
0: uh, also, um we're going to go to the Antarctic. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about this, but it's been
4: in the newspapers. Uh, it will be quite an adventure. Yes, uh, I have followed it with uh, great interest. Oh, you know you can count on me. Good. Um, in that case, uh, if you if you would find yourself in
0: New York. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure you can you can figure out how to how to get here. Uh, you know, on your own money, and uh, you find yourself here in, in the beginning of September. That would be just perfect. I'll send you a letter, a mail with uh, all of the you know pertinent information and whatnot.
4: Yes. Uh, just uh, one question: uh, Could the part of the payment be upfront, perhaps?
0: I'm I'm sorry. What you're, you're dropping <laughs> out a little bit? The connection's bad. <laughs> Uh, okay.
4: Payment. Yes. We discuss details. Yes. It's settled then. Perfect. I'll see you in four months. Okay. All right. All right, Magnus. Four months. All right. That sounds great. Perfect. Goodbye.
0: He's already
5: hung up.
4: So what? What was your
5: name again, Jens? Maunus. Magnus. Magnus. Magnus.
2: Beautiful accent,
5: Magnus. My yes, Magnus. <laughs> I mean, that's that's not that's not English nor Norwegian, is it, <laughs> Magnus? <laughs> it's more like German, no, no. Magnus. <laughs>
0: so, uh, Lord Wemsey you're uh, you're in New York, is that right?
5: Or... Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm in New York. I uh, I sort of like. Um, Got a little bit bored with England. Mm. Uh, I was uh, I was wanting to um, um, see something new, and and I uh, I travelled to to New York, where I I knew that there was a lot of uh, rich uh, impressional uh, people. Yep. So I'm in New York. Yes. Uh, perfect. And I I would probably I mean if if I could if 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 like he you know, Starkweather goes to a personal club or something like that, that's probably where I would try and approach him. Yeah.
0: Uh, So you meet with uh, with Starkweather at some point. Um, I don't know if you approach him. Yes. Perfect. Uh, You're in, uh, you know, there's probably, uh, it's probably like an Explorer Society or something, Uh, you know. uh, There's actually, there is an Explorer Society here in New York. I uh, found a video from it recently uh, that has. Various trophies from all kinds of explor- uh, explorations and stuff like that. You're in a club. It's just like the the archetypical, uh, you know, leather couches and cigars uh, and bookshelves.
5: Oh, lovely! My my kind of place, Mr. Starkweather, I presume. Mm. Oh yes. Oh. oh, jolly jolly good. Uh, allow me to present myself. I'm Lord Whimsy of uh, Whimsey Hall. Um, I've been uh, told that you're putting together something of a a rather interesting expedition. Um, And I I hope you don't mind, but I have a little bit of a proposition um, for you. Um, I would presume that you uh, might need a little bit of uh, assistance. Uh, I mean, of the uh, financial kind. Um, I would be quite delighted if you would allow me to uh, support you a little bit and and I would uh, even furthermore be quite delighted perhaps if you could uh, use an archaeologist such as uh, myself. I'm quite the uh, skilled archaeologist I can tell you and I've always dreamt of uh, going on adventures and I'm probably simply uh, the kind of man that you uh, could benefit from uh, for this kind of expedition so can I assume that we have an arrangement?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, do take a seat. Take a seat. That sounds very interesting. Oh yes,
5: I'd be delighted. Cigar and cognac over here, please. Yes, make that two, please. So, uh, you, you
0: talked about funding. Well, how much? Uh, what neighborhood would you would you put that that funding? Just out of curiosity, of course, we're.
5: Uh, well, I mean, I assume that you, you you have your funding sorted out already, but you know you could maybe use a little bit uh, a little bit extra, and I thought a, a small injection of of say uh, two um, thousand dollars. I don't know how much money that is. I assume that's that's quite generous at this. Uh, yeah, time. I think that's that's like a good amount of money. Yeah. Uh,
0: two thousand. Yeah, as well. Uh, yeah, the, the the thing about Antarctic exploration, I think more than any other sort of exploration, uh, is how prohibitively expensive it is. Uh, it's it's really an endeavor. Oh dear, uh, don't say. It's really an endeavor, you know, above any other uh, that man has put on, and I think uh, probably ever will put on. Uh, so you know, the more the better. And uh, two thousand is very generous. Uh, could I ask, uh, would it be possible to maybe, you know, uh, I don't want to be forward, but um, how would how 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 4,000, say? would that be possible at all? Uh, so.
5: Um, yeah, for that money, I uh, mean, I, I would have, I would have, of course be ever so happy to 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 provide the four thousand uh, dollars for you, or or even more. But uh, you, you see, obviously, my funds are tied up in investments and land and that kind of thing uh, in 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 England. And actually, uh, I, I have a smaller amount of funds available to me uh, through the good heart of uh, my good friend Penelope Smith. Uh, who's forwarding it to you um at the moment uh, i i think two thousand dollars is um is is what she's uh, she's able to forward uh, uh to me if if we were in England of course I could raise the funds uh quite quickly but alas no. Uh, Two thousand dollars will have to do. No, but well, we are—we're
0: certainly very uh, thankful for your money, uh, you know, regardless of, of how much it is. Well, I think we, should, uh, we can try and work on it a little bit and see what we can come up with. I have some contacts in England. Maybe we can maybe we can figure something out. Uh, either way, uh, I would love to welcome you on board the expedition. And in fact, uh, uh, let me—oh, me tell you a little bit about our plans. And he starts going off on a long uh, oh, on yes, sales pitch. Yes, let's let's get these cigars started first. Um, and he's, he's a very he's a very charismatic uh, man. He's uh, he's like a um, you know in many ways, like the, the classic image of an explorer, very uh, very manly man. Uh, and uh, you spend probably you know the better part of a few hours with him there, and, and maybe even meet up with him again uh, later on. Uh, so uh, that's kind of how you all get on board uh, the uh, the expedition. And unless, I don't know if you have any, if there's anything you want to do uh, in the interim uh, before, uh, you know, we, you
2: all meet up in New York.
5: Well, I want to gamble a lot, drink a lot, and <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> meet a lot of females.
2: Yes, yeah, so, yep. so I Thomas ba- basically it's just, you know, he's slumming it in that little basement flat. Hmm. Uh, going go to the graveyard a lot, obviously, but that's it. All right. Um, Sorry, what? Going <laughs> to the graveyard, obviously. What does Obviously.
4: that mean? <laughs> You'll know. I'll spend some extra time with the lover. hi <sighs> right, there's just a question about this this era, 1933. This is really like a prohibition. This is like the height of the prohibition. Era.
0: Yeah, I, if I remember correctly, I might be wrong. Uh, I think uh, prohibition is uh, stopped later in 1933 or 1934, but I'm, I'm not entirely sure.
5: What were they thinking about this prohibition anyways? Uh. It was 1920 to 1933.
4: Right. Ooh, the timing might be in my favor. (laughs) But...
0: I think it's actually
1: after you leave, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Damn. Yeah. Well, I assume you'll have a few boxes of wine on the expedition. It's actually going to an area where there's no prohibition.
2: Once we're in international waters.
1: Yes, exactly. That's my point.
2: Then we can
4: buy all the booze we want. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's actually shop.
1: Uh, alright so uh, you know in
0: the interest of uh, 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 engendering is that the word the spirit of uh, investigative role play uh, here are some things that you could do uh, in the months leading up uh, you could learn more about the previous expedition uh, you could even seek out some of the people who came back uh, you could uh, you know uh, search out for information
2: and stuff like that I'm just throwing it out there it is possible um that that is of course true. Um, yeah, so, I'll, I'll be doing. <laughs> but, yes, but, no I like, well,
1: the expedition. <laughs> but I thought a, I thought that was obvious, you know. Oh, uh, nice. I just mentioned to think. Besides that,
2: is the expedition meeting regularly leading up to? Is there like a weekly meeting? No, or? no, not until
0: uh, everybody gathers on uh, September first.
1: I, Actually, okay, I, I would like to go a week early if I can to uh, catch up with Mister Moore.
2: Okay,
1: Mister Moore, uh, share our old war stories again. All
2: right. Yeah, I mean, in our case, I mean, I'm hanging around,
5: smoking cigars, drinking illegal brandy. So if if I meet with Starkweather a couple of times more to to buddy up with him, that's that's how I do things. Yeah,
0: you you probably you, you see Starkweather from time to time in the in the club, but other than that. Uh, you know, not, not much comes of that. Uh, he's obviously very... Uh, you, you definitely get a lot of uh, uh, energy from him, um, you know, in terms of, of making this uh, a great grand expedition that'll that'll make history and, uh, you know, uh, all these kinds of things. But beyond that... Yeah,
5: um, I mean, if, if I meet any other explorers in the Explorers Club, I'll buddy up with them
3: too. <laughs> I'd like to actually research the kind of airplanes that the expedition is planning on taking since they're newer airplanes, and then I'd like to contact the manufacturer and try to get some specifications, some manuals, so I can study up on their flight characteristics, um, you know, the kind of mechanical uh, skills it would take to repair them, parts, that kind yeah.
0: of thing. Uh, you could definitely spend a lot of time doing that. It's <laughs> a lot of... Writing uh, back and forth, talking to people, whatnot. Um, so the expedition is carrying um, uh, three Boeing uh, Model Two Four Sevens and one Fairchild FC Two. Uh, and uh, I think I believe the I don't know about the Fairchild, but the Boeing's are, are fitted with uh, skis or will be fitted with skis. Uh, I'll send you a, a whole heap of material on that. Cool. Okay afterwards. So they bring three airplanes. Four airplanes. Four. Yeah, four of the Boeings. And these, the Boeings are, are pretty like, you know, big. Uh, they carry, I think it's like 12 people. The Fairchild is a smaller airplane that carries, I'm not sure, I could look it up. So there will definitely
5: be other pilots on the
3: Yes,
0: absolutely. Actually, the Expedition has uh, I think it's two more pilots. Let me just put in
5: front. Yeah, so that's maybe actually a good question just to get sort of like a, a better idea of what's going on. I mean, how many people are on the expedition? I mean, I, I think we're just a subset of it. How many in, in all together?
4: 31 other members and 47 crew members. So there's
0: uh, the the tell has place, uh, there's room for one pilot and then four passengers, just
1: so you have an idea. It's a single. And how many of them are cute females?
4: Zero.
0: I think it's thirty-one, probably, if that sounds right. I'll I'll share with you once we once you're all gathered uh, the roster. But but um, as you kind of as you read the newspapers and whatnot, it, it's it's a sizable team and Tom uh, sorry, Grant.
2: No, this is this was when you're done you're done now. this is more for my actions Okay, Yep, I'll get back to you.
0: Um, there, I mean, there's going to be polar guides, uh, a sizable science team, um, and obviously there's going to be a camp crew as well to take care of, of the camps, and uh, then a team of technicians, um, and uh, that includes both like radio operators and, and drill teams, and then uh, pilots and mechanics, and a, select, uh, a division of sled teams, uh, and that's kind of we'll, we'll go over the specifics. You get to meet meet a lot of them, but, but that's kind of what you what you out in the months
2: before. Uh, yeah, so I mean, if we've got a couple of months, uh, I definitely will seek out some previous members, because not just for my own curiosity, but probably also trying to write an article or two about it and get it published. Um, so um, I guess I'd just start with who, so the previous organizers of the previous expedition, what were they called?
0: So the there there were four uh, um, organizers or like leads on the previous expedition, and they are, yeah. from my memory, Dyer, Atwood, Lake, and Peabody. Uh, Peabody being spelled Paybody. Um, and Lake, obviously, uh, died in the camp. Uh, yeah. And... Uh, so that leaves uh, uh, Dyer, Atwood, and uh, Peabody.
2: Yeah, and they 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 set off and came back to New York, right?
0: No, they set out from uh, I think they set out from Arkham. It might have been Boston, I forget actually.
3: And I, and I read the little National Geographic article, hmm. and so my understanding is so so the goal of this new expedition is to go kind of continue the the, the, the discoveries that because because the previous expedition like radiated back some incredible discoveries, but none yeah. of those were brought back yeah, right? Right. because of the disaster that happened. Yeah. So no one has any evidence of this. It's all kind of hearsay that there's some incredible things yeah. there.
2: Yeah. Okay, so if they set off from Arkansas, so that's down in Massachusetts, right, as far as I remember? Yeah.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah okay, so I would... Um, so I'll probably grab grab a bus and and get my way down there and then go to the... The harbor area, and see if I could find somebody from um, that was there when the expedition came back, and try and, and, and trace some of these people from where where they actually wanted off to. Some of them must have stayed at local hotels or whatever coming back in, um, and must have left some kind of trail as to where these people went. Mm. So I'm I'm actually much more interested in the. Uh, obviously, I'll be able to find the three leaders, um, but it's more it's more um, you know almost like a, a first person accounts.
0: Right. Um, Well, and you can can spend some time kind of, uh, uh, you know, gumshoeing, as it were, uh, around to to find Mm -hmm. out, you know, whatever you can. Um, So some of them, um, Peabody, uh, for instance, is, uh, he's still teaching at the Miskatana University, which is in Arkham. Um, Yeah. And, uh, uh, McTie, who's another one of the expedition members, um, has uh, taken a radio man's post at uh, Kingsport Head, which is uh, uh, where a lot of the uh, previous expeditions' radio signals were were broadcast uh, from or to.
2: Okay. So probably, so he, but he wasn't one of the leaders, McTie, right? Uh, no, he was was just on the expedition. And where, where was this side? You say. Where was what? It, which post did he seek up, so Radyman's post and... Uh, Kingsport Head. Kingsport Head. Is that close to Arkham? Yeah, or... it's pretty close. Um... Oh, I'm looking at a map here, gotcha. Alright, okay, that's just south of Arkham. Right, so okay, <clears throat> that is almost walking distance, so I'd probably just walk down there. It's a long walk, but yeah, so I'd walk down to, to Kingsport and see if I could find this guy in a
0: you you find the the radio station uh, in, in Kingsport or uh, the the radio transmitter.
2: That's out by the coast, I'd say. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, and, uh, and you you find McTie there, um, and uh, uh, he's like a a, a nice, uh, very kind of uh, you know normal guy to look at. Uh, <laughs> nothing, nothing interesting to say about it really I'm trying, trying is... to come, I'm trying to come up with something interesting to say but there's not like a lot to say about it I mean this looks very
2: normal Miss, Mr. McTie I, I understand you were on the uh, the expedition that, that came back from the Antarctic not too long ago uh, yes,
0: yes yes, I was.
2: Uh, I was I was wondering if um if I was able to ask you a few questions about it and maybe just get a first hand account obviously we know the, the headlines that you guys had to come back but I was wondering if you were able to add any details that we haven't seen in the press or that hasn't been spoken about before?
0: Uh, well, I mean, I don't know, it I think the press probably covered most of it, but um, I'll give you my account as far as I can. That would be great, thank you. He kind of gives you, uh, you know, a rundown of, of the story, and, and most of it's like you've heard it, you've heard it before, Uh, But you do get the the, kind of the sense that uh, you know when he when he talks about the uh, lakes camp and the mountains, like it's as if like he's he's holding back a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. And so in situations like this, uh, you could you could use your skills to you know to
2: yeah understood yeah. And, and forgive me for for going all meta on this, but just purely mechanically, what I'd basically say I'm using a an, a you know a persuasion point or whatever, and then then pose a question or what? Yeah, the, you can do that. You can
0: also just like you could say I, I use persuasion, for instance. You can see if that gets you anything. And and I I'll I'll yeah. probably offer up point values to begin with. Uh, that's
2: what the book yeah. suggests anyway. So yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Well, yeah, I'd like I'd like to use persuasion, then you know, essentially try and get him to to trust me a little bit more and. And not make him feel that that I'm just there to get him into trouble or anything, but but just hey, you know I'm I may be going on a new expedition down there. You know this isn't necessarily something that I want to go and write about. I just I'm just curious whether there's anything I need to look out for that hasn't been mentioned in the media.
0: Well, you kind of you kind of stop him around when when he's talking about the the lakes, camp and the mountains and, and whatnot. Yeah, those. the. the mountains. uh, You know, we. He called them the Mountains of Madness uh, when they first found them. Uh, I guess they called them the Miskatonic Mountains now. No, they were.
2: Why were they called the Mountains of Madness?
0: Because they were. they were just incredible. Uh, I've never seen anything like them. They were like hallucinations. I mean, they, they were impossibly high.
2: Magnetic fields, surely, or uh, southern lights.
0: No, I, I, don't, I don't think so. They—they uh, they seemed almost—they uh, seemed almost to impose themselves on on reality in a way that was undeniable. They—they uh, they were almost evil to look at. Uh, I know
2: that sounds kind of hyperbolic, but this isn't the first time we've heard people speak in these terms. Is this something you were talking about from an emotional state? I mean, if you'd taken a picture, would you have been able to see it? Uh,
0: I don't know i don't, I don't think it would capture it to be to be quite frank.
2: Uh, I think you'd have to be there. Um, and you say madness did did anybody go mad how how why why would you use that term?
0: Well, when the team when we went there after after the storm and after the the camp had, uh, you know, been hit. Um, you know, we we looked around and, and uh, tried to get some image of, of what had been going on, but uh, I don't know. There was there was some signs that uh, there might have been, and I, I I'm a, I'm afraid of saying this because I don't want to. Plant the wrong ideas, but there was some signs that.
2: Oh, I'm not going to write this anywhere.
0: Good, I would appreciate that. Um, but there might have been foul, foul play. I, I can't say for sure, but we never we never found, uh, we never recovered the body of um, uh, of Getney. Um, and it, who knows? I mean, anything could have happened. It's it's not exactly uh, you know a friendly place, so um, maybe we just weren't able to to find him, but. Um,
2: was he? Did he go in out with the? Was he in the base camp, or did he go out into the caves?
0: Um, well, I mean, the the base camp was was very close to the caves. Um, and he, he probably was around the caves at some point. Yeah, I think uh, most of them were.
2: Did anybody see any trails of him? Was anybody? Did anybody hear him needing to go? Or what, like, was he meant to be in base camp, or was he meant to be at the? Down in the mountains, and he the well, they caves. were all like he's,
0: he's talking about the lakes camp, which was at the mountains. Yeah, um, they were yeah. all they they were all supposed to be, you know, at the camp. Uh, I can't imagine anybody would would not, you know, would venture out in, in the kind of weather that hit them. Mm. Uh, that that doesn't seem seem possible. I. Um, yeah, but. Uh, and I can't stop thinking about those, those mountains. They, they've been on my mind ever since.
2: Do you dream about them?
0: Yes, as yes, I do, both, both when I sleep and when I'm awake.
2: When you're awake, did you... Well, can you try and describe the feeling that you had down there? What was, what, why did they make you feel like they were evil?
0: <sighs> they, were just, they were just so massive. They were so imposing. I never thought anything could could look like that or be like that, you know, it's, it, it was just uh, overwhelming. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, that trip definitely will stay with me until I, until
2: I go to my grave. Do, do you mind if I take your picture just for my own personal archives? No, sure, go ahead. All right, so he'll lean back and get the flash ready and take a photo. Okay.
0: Um, as you was saying that, he kind of like, you can see he's, he's revisiting the, the trip a little bit. And he, after like while well, you're getting your your flash ready with the thing and the parabola and everything, um, he says, um, yeah, "Danforth, uh, Danforth's the one I really,
2: I really feel sorry for. Not that I ever liked
0: him much, but." Um,
2: I'll sort of keep fiddling, fiddling with the camera and just absentmindedly go, oh yeah, what, what was up with Dan Forrest then? Oh god, he. He cried.
0: Uh, Screams and moans. So, like he cursed in weird language. Language you'd heard before? No, uh, I think he was just mumbling. I think his mind got scrambled when we were there. We had to time back, or time down all the way back, uh, you know, through the, through the pack ice when we were, when we were going north again. I thought the, the crew on the ship would definitely murder him, but, uh, just so they could get some sleep. He, he came back on the boat, you say? Yeah, yeah, he came back with us. Is he still around? Yeah, they, they put him in a, in a rest home. He needed a lot of rest. Oh, where was that then? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. I can find,
2: I can find the. I think can I find use persuasion on this guy then? Um,
4: but the, there is not? no persuasion, is there?
2: Oh, what's it called then? You mean
4: intimidation, interrogation. Oh,
2: re- reassurance, reassurance, reassurance. Right.
0: Okay. You can get that information. I honestly don't have it in front of me right,
2: right now. Okay. So he he knows she's in a rest home, but he doesn't know where. Yeah. And and was he normal by the time he came back? No, uh,
0: I think the ice took too much of a toll on him. Uh, the ice. The ice. The ice. Um. I mean, he he calmed down over time, but it seemed to be more of a a matter of his brain kind of subsiding.
2: Hmm. Very fascinating. Um And what about uh, Peabody? Is he is he around in um this is me asking uh um this guy McTi, is, is he is he around here or is he, he's up in Arkham now? Yeah, I
0: think Peabody is still at uh, Mr. Tonic. Um, still teaching.
2: All right, well thank you very much, Mr. McTy. It's lovely to meet you. You're
0: welcome. Uh I hope, uh, I hope if you do go, that
5: you'll take
2: care. I'll bring my enfield, don't worry.
5: <laughs> What's that? What?
2: That's a revolver. Oh. Um, yeah, I guess, I mean, uh, Heilman, you let me know how you want to run this time-wise, because obviously I'd love to go and, and speak to this Peabody and then ask about Dan Forrest, but... Um... Uh, well, if somebody, if anybody else has anything they want to do, uh, then... Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to have an interlude.
0: You, uh, Tom, you arrived in, uh, in New York uh, right a week before.
1: hmm I don't know if uh, uh, I'm going straight to a hotel, or... Could I maybe meet him school. in the
5: Explorers Club or something
1: like that? Uh, yeah, you could probably do that. I mean, if... if, if I don't know if Tom has any way into the Explorers Club, but uh, I'm sure he could come up with some. Well, I, I do have a credit rating of five, I don't know if that's enough to be in that class, but... Um, no, that's a good question. Is that what credit rating refers Yeah, credit to? rating is
0: like your, your social standing in a sense, uh, both in terms of like your actual credit rating, but also in terms of, you know, your, uh, like how, how esteemed are you as a professor or something like that. And so it's, kind of, right, it's okay. kind of like your social skill in a sense. Five is upper middle class, so like uh, you know, tailored suits, good house, fine apartment, that like kind of thing. You go to New York uh, a week before and uh, kind of settle in and, and, and find you probably have a, a nice hotel room. And then uh, I don't know if you want to stay there, or if you want to transfer to the Amherst, but we can always uh, figure that out.
1: I, can, I, can, I mean, I guess I could. Uh, I probably just arrange to get the room uh, early. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't have to move around. Hmm. And, uh, and then, um, you know, you,
0: you probably know some somebody at the, the Explorers Club and,
1: uh, and through that. I mean, uh, at least at the at the Natural History Museum in New York, for sure. Uh, if it was built in the 30s. It, it should be. be. Um,
0: I'm not sure.
1: I'll that. Uh, so, I mean, it has a big research department. It's not just a museum, <laughs> right? So there's lots of professors working there and stuff. So I'm sure I have I mean, some connections there. So uh, you probably, uh, somehow, you, you'll also figure out how you meet. Me and uh, Lord Wimsey. Yeah. Well, we could, we could. I mean, we could definitely meet in a nightclub, too.
5: <laughs> yeah, you could. Or <laughs> <Well>, maybe, like, a <laughs> nightclub
1: game or
5: uh, <laughs> something like that. Uh, Pref- preferably <laughs> one attended by Scantily clad. Ladies,
1: yeah, <laughs> probably not uh, unrealistic that we will really meet in a uh... Im-
5: imported fresh from France.
1: Imported <laughs> fresh. Actually, if there is a place where they serve some red wine, um, this time of day, uh, that's probably where you'll find me after after ten at yeah. night.
3: it would be a speakeasy, an illegal uh, yeah alcohol. Establishment. Yeah,
1: yeah.
5: Where they play poker.
3: Poker? No, that's no, not a gentleman's game.
1: Oh, maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> I'm French. Well. Baccarat. Um,
0: okay, well, you guys uh, uh, meet up and kind of get to know each other a little bit. Um, you know, Maybe you've been introduced, actually, uh, through more. Uh, you we know, might have told you of each other, and then you kind of get to hang out over the over that week. Um, all right. And, um, yeah, I don't know if, if, if one of you or
1: both of you...
5: Uh, uh, yeah, and I guess we're both in the war as well, right? All right. Yeah.
1: Everybody was in the big war. I wasn't.
2: <laughs> Irish <laughs> bastards. <laughs> I had a reason, like. <laughs> so you, you uh, exchange
0: war stories, and uh, uh, you probably hang out with, with Moore a little bit at some point. And, um, uh, you know, I don't know if you want to talk to him or anything uh, about anything, but if you do, then you have a chance.
1: Okay, no, no, but it's it's okay. It's just uh, for me. It's just one of those times, you know. I can feel my own leg wound when I see him again, and you know, so lots of uh, strange memories um, from a from a different time. Yeah, you see that
0: he uh, he still like he, you, you notice that his uh, he he moves his shoulders very stiff. Like you, you definitely see that he still he still has his uh, you know the the remnants of his
1: time in the war. Yeah. Uh. I'm sure there's some fragments left in my leg as well. It's. Uh, Im- imperfectly uh, handled or imperfectly. Uh, yeah. But at least it only hurts for me when I hear gunshots, mostly. <laughs> well, with a bathe in sweat, and I'm back in numb! Yeah. <laughs> Get to the chopper!
0: <laughs> you spent a bit of time with Moore in New York, uh, uh, and other than that, uh, Bjorn. Um, you make your way to the Miskatonic University, which is uh, a very esteemed university. Uh, it's kind of up, you know, up in the in the the top part of uh, you know, whatever you call that. I think it's it's a good university, well mm-hmm. well known, especially yep. for its uh, uh, for its archaeology and you know paleontology departments and whatnot. Um,
2: yeah. So I'll I'll try and find Mister Peabody. I presume there's some kind of Grand reception where I could ask about where, which department he was in and his office yeah. number. you uh, you, you you
0: kind of talk to a couple of people and then finally you you find uh, you know his office uh, kind of mm-hmm. hidden away somewhere, and uh, you see this. So I knock knock the door then. Uh,
2: you hear a, a voice i "Come in." Uh, oh, hello. Is this uh, Mister Mister Peabody? Ah, uh, yes. Oh, hello, um, my name is um, uh, Thomas McLaughlin, I'm a freelance writer, I'm um, thinking about going on, a, on an expedition down through the Antarctic where, where you've just come back from, and, and I was wondering if I could um, uh, ask you a few questions around the, the expedition and some of the, the goings on that, that happened down oh, there.
0: yeah. See, he's like a short, stocky guy with a broad face and like a big white mustache, and he, you've seen some photos of him before in, in newspapers and whatnot. Uh, he looks a lot older than than he did in those photos um he uh he kind of says, oh well i'm not much for
2: talking about it to be honest Uh, why what do you what do you want to know well i mean this i'm really just trying to prepare this isn't uh this isn't going to be written about or or broadcast anywhere i'm just uh Trying to think about what I should bring and how I should prepare myself. I, I had a good conversation with uh, Mr. McTie, um, who's down at Kingsport, who obviously told me about um, Getney and, and Dan Forrest. I was hoping you could provide a little bit more insight into what had happened to, especially Mr. Forrest. Mr. Forrest? Uh, you're talking about Dan Forrest? Dan Forrest, yeah. Oh, I thought it was Dan Forrest. No, Dan Forrest. <laughs> it's
0: his last name.
2: Danforth, gotcha. Okay, yeah, Mr. Danforth. Uh
0: Danforth. Uh, well, as far as I remember, he got locked in a home of some sort. But um, well, as far as I know,
2: he, what, what happened? What happened to him?
0: He, he went crazy.
2: You know? he couldn't crazy take in it. what way? Uh, I think
0: couldn't he was—he was too young. His mind was too fresh, uh, you know, saw things he couldn't get past and uh, his mind broke, I don't know, something like that. Uh, he was put in a home, I think, but if I remember correctly, and I, I don't know, I haven't I followed on it. Honestly, I'd rather put the whole thing behind me. But if I remember correctly, he he uh, escaped from the home, but i uh,
2: oh. not sure. you don't remember the home where he was put?
0: Uh, you know, I'll, I'll try and find the I'll try and find the information. Say, am I saying as a GM because I don't
2: remember the name of it? Yeah, I mean. So, would you um, would you be willing to go back there, or do you think it's too dangerous to venture down there?
0: No, I, I would never go back. I, uh, I've had enough of the ice
2: for for one lifetime. But there's there's such discoveries to be made down there. So many things that you never uncovered.
0: I don't think I could ever explain it in a way you you could understand, but uh, that's, not a, that's not a place for us, it's
2: not a place for mankind. You should stay away. Surely if we come equipped with enough uh, petrol for the planes and clothes for the body and ammunition for the weapons, nothing could harm us.
0: Well, there are things in this world that Planes and guns and man himself can't stand against. No. Uh,
2: if you'll excuse me. I it, I'm not going. <laughs> of, course. of course, Mr. Peabody, It's lovely to meet you. Thank you very much for yes, your time. Yes, you're welcome. Uh, I,
0: I hope you make the right choices.
2: Thank you. Oh, by the way, Mr. Peabody, do you have an idea about what happened to Getney? No, no I don't. Do you, do you remember his name? Do yes, you know yes I
0: remember it very well. Uh, he's a he's a friend.
2: Was he was he the sort to go venturing on his own?
0: Uh, I don't I don't think so, but um, who knows I and mean, uh, who knows what went on that camp. Uh, as I said yes, it's not it's not for me.
2: Do you do you know just just as he's about to leave, so this is Thomas is sort of standing in the door, leaning back, and and who who was who was Danforth friends with? Who might know what home he was put in?
0: Uh, well, he was uh, he was a student uh, here at the university. He was uh, he was a student of uh, Dyer's. At, um, Dyer's. Yeah, uh, poor Dyer.
2: Um, and is is Dyer still here at the uh, at the university? No, no, uh, Dyer he uh,
0: he left uh, a while ago, actually. Yeah, the whole thing, whole thing, I mean, whole thing changed Dyer. He, he was never the same again. I don't know where he is now. I um, I think he, he just had enough of everything. Hmm.
2: Thank Thank you very much. Mr. Peabody, uh, much appreciated. You're welcome. So uh, I'm going to try and go down to um, uh, find payroll um, at the university. Okay. And then uh, uh, go in and then use a bit of uh, street talk to sort of sound like, uh, and perhaps also some bureaucracy and and cop cop talk to sound like I I work at the university. And go, um, oh, um, excuse me, I was just wondering if you could... um, Help me find um, um, Danforce or Dyer's address. I'm, I'm still, it looks like we still have some money we owe them. What skill would you use for that? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, that's a good question. That'd be fine. While I, while I
0: frantically search through this 436 page of book for the information I need.
2: <laughs> probably uh, evidence collection, I suppose. I think evidence collection is
0: more like you, you
2: arrive at a crime scene or something. It'd be probably like. Oh, I see, I see. Um, Actually, disguise. I've got, I've got disguise twelve. Surely, I, yeah, disguise. I'm using disguise on this one. Fake mustache. Because I'm pretending. I'm pretending to be somebody that works at the university.
5: All right, I'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a general ability, general ability, though. Huh? That was that was a tough tough
1: one. you made it.
0: Well, that's our first roll of the first role of the game.
2: All right, so I've got. Twelve, so in disguise. So then, I, I can use one or two points on this one, right? And do I do I do you tell me the difficulty? No, generally or? I don't. just to be hard. Okay. Right. I I will use I will use two on this one. This may be too much or too little, but here we go. So, just from a character perspective, so you're now saying I've got ten of twelve left, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So I will roll one d six plus two. Here we go. Any, All right, anyway.
0: great, um, well, you, you, you essentially uh, roll in there and, and uh, you know, uh, capture the receptionist, uh, or, you know, the person behind the counter at kind of a, while she's in the middle of something and, uh, just, can you just, uh, can you just give me the information on blah, 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 um, and she doesn't even like, she almost doesn't even look up and she's just like, uh, 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 William Dyer, he's on, uh, leave, uh. Which he says in a much more feminine voice than me.
4: Yeah, I hope. <laughs> Even more. feminine. Uh,
0: he's on a, he's on a yeah. leave of absence.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let's not try that. That's fine. <laughs> I, I, um, oh yeah, do we do we have a forwarding address for uh, mail and
0: Let me just check. She rolls over to the to the Rolodex. It's like. Uh, uh, no, I don't think so. No, no, we don't, because he, he he's not paid. You see, uh, well. On a leave absence, um, we had his home address, but um, uh, as far as I as far as I understand it, uh, he, we're not sending mail to him right now because he's not he's not living here in Ockham. Um
2: So just just to be clear, we're talking about Danforth. No, right? Dyer. Sorry, I thought you were talking about Dyer. That's Dyer. What about Danforth? Uh, Danforth. Because oh, he was a student. Yeah, he's a student. He must have a he must have a home address. Danforth.
0: Danforth. Um, Let's see. No. No, I don't, he's not. He's not in my system here. I don't. I don't see any for Are you sure he's a professor? Or? Uh,
2: no, he's a, he's no, a student. Uh, Let's
0: see. No, I'm not. I'm not uh, oh, here he is. Uh, it looks like he, he's a graduate student, uh, I think thirty. No, he's he's not at the university anymore. Um, I don't have a I don't have a, an address for him uh, here. It's an old address, but.
2: Um, yeah. What, what was his old address?
0: Uh, you get the address uh, for it. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, it's an address in like a uh, what do you call that? Like a
2: student living quarters. Student yeah. halls, uh, yeah. Student quarters. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks very much. So, um, happy to take an intermission if somebody else wants to do some some prep, and then I can jump back on. anybody? You. Would?
1: I'm done with prep parts uh, things. Uh, yeah, uh,
4: if I could have just a quick chat with the stock weather, that'd be great.
0: All right. Um, you arrive in. Uh, are you uh, are you going to do that when you arrive in, in New York, uh, or are you going to arrive earlier? Uh?
4: Uh, when I arrive in New York, if I'm not arrived oh. at yes, Okay.
0: Well. Um, Let's essentially do that because we can do we kind
2: of take it chronologically we'll do it after um. Okay, so in yeah. that case um ah, it's going a bit cold this trail okay it, I'll, I'll try and seek out the student halls and see if he was friends with him. he must have been friends with anybody in the student halls at the a- empress
0: uh, okay you you go into the to the student halls that are that are close by uh, and you kind of spend all mm-hmm. the time asking around and you eventually uh, uh, you find the the room where he where he used to live, but he's he's not there anymore. And you, mm-hmm. you kind of get the the that he hasn't been there for a while. Um,
2: and people, so, and do the people around him do they know him? Do the people that live in the rooms behind be uh, some of them him? know of him, Are but they, a lot of them
0: have left. Uh, you know, they're not living there anymore. Uh, right. It's been a couple of years. Um, uh, but but you get the you get the you kind of get that story again that uh, you know it's become student lore almost that he. Uh, went on that expedition, but, but kind of went a little cuckoo. Um, mm. And then you you get like you get a little bit of a, a vibe that some people you know maybe didn't like him so much, or he was a little bit of a mm. uh, you
2: know, not not super well liked. Well, I mean, I could I could spend lots more time trying to trace somebody that was actually on the expedition. Um, dancers in a rest home escape. I mean, we must, he must have some journals in that rest home about what he experienced and what he claims to have seen.
0: Well, I mean, you you can, you get the the name of the, the place he was.
2: Okay. Um. Yeah, in that case, I'll probably go, go there and see if I can find that doctor who was treating him or, or helping him.
3: So, I'm just, I'm looking over some of the, the source material and just for my question, so I kind of keep the timeline solidified. So I think what, one of the big mysteries is, is it looks like no one survived what happened at the at Lake's camp, right? So yep, like that's, that's no point. one knows what happened because everybody everybody who who came back they were the ones that discovered the camp afterwards, and they weren't actually there with the events that occurred, right? Yeah,
2: that that's also my impression. Yeah, it's just this guy Danforth, like he's clearly something is whatever got to the you know he's, he's clearly been affected somehow and even though he, he was not in the original party that all died I just thought he might have some information that could be helpful but um
3: because everyone else seems to not really want to talk about it yeah
2: yeah yeah well I mean just quickly Michael and then I'll let you determine the pace of this so I'll I'll try and find the home that he was staying at if I can find that and uh and see if I can find a doctor who uh, was treating him. Yeah, um,
0: it's also an Arkham. Um, you, you don't find the doctor that was treating him, but you, you get to talk to like the the receptionist or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of the the gist of it is, you know, yes, yes, he was there. I was hospitalized uh, with you know, acute stress uh, and whatnot, but um, but then he escaped a, a while ago right now uh, to be quite frank I am not capable of finding the information that I need yeah I mean that's
2: that's pretty much I don't know if you have any other questions or... no no that's it that's it that's uh, I'm done then I think
0: all right well in that case um, we move to September 1st
1: I'm just saying it's quite obvious that there must have been some gas pockets or something in those caves seems like <laughs> it was possible there right. you know... yeah, we should definitely bring uh... Gas masks or at least gas detection equipment. Yeah, uh, I don't know if a, um, a canary bird in a in a is, uh, will survive the winter. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. What about a small penguin?
5: Give, give it a small jacket, like and a small <laughs> yeah. like you know wool little hat. hat, little woolly hat. <laughs> yeah, that would be cute. So I don't know
1: what how do the technology for smelling gases are in the thirties? It's uh,
2: canaries, canary, so you'd imagine. <laughs>
1: You send in the lowest paid person first.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Plebs! We need more plebs! (laughs) (laughs)
0: Alright, so um, it's September 1st, and some of you have been in New York for a while. Uh, One of you lives there, Um, two of you actually. And uh, September 1st rolls around and you all kind of, uh, if you're not already there, uh, you you go to uh, the Amherst Hotel, which is on uh, 44th and 7th Avenue, I believe. Actually, I went there and I have a video from uh, that intersection, which uh, I'll share at some point, but um, it's not that interesting. You kind of all arrive, you know, over the morning, over, you know, if you're not already there, uh, and so does a a plethora of other people. Uh, The whole hotel is kind of booked out to the start of the expedition. And um, it's the the hotel itself is a small about five story um, building uh, on the corner of Eighth Avenue actually and Forty Fourth Street, uh, which is two blocks away from uh, uh, if you go east it's uh, you go to Times Square and then if you go west you're about six blocks I think five or six blocks away from the Hudson River, um, and um, the, the like the area it's in is kind of a, a quiet business district. Um, you know, not not kind of the uh, crazy noisy thing that it is today. But New York's always a, you know, it's always been kind of a little noisy, uh, nevertheless. Um, the hotel lobby is a uh, kind of a small, dark uh, uh, room with oil, you know, paneling and uh, these kind of fainting uh, pot of plants by the door. And there's this uh, uh, this uh, kind of thin, black-haired, uh, uh, slightly older guy who's the desk clerk and kind of. You know, welcomes all of you, and um, uh, as you come in, and you all get rooms on the on the fourth floor, uh, for those of you who aren't there yet, and uh, and uh, he he welcomes um, he welcomes uh, you again, and so he says, uh, okay, uh, here's uh, here's your here's your key. Um, uh, let's see, you're on the fourth floor. You just go up the stairs, turn left. Uh, and you got the professor on the right, yeah, next door to you, and then uh, your boss. He's up on the fifth floor. He's got the whole floor up there. It's, uh, that's a good suite. And then we uh, have the fire escapes at the end of the hall. Um, it gets too hot for you, you know, you can go up there, you sit there a little bit. We don't have, you know, New York is a little hot, so this summer is actually very hot. Um, uh, I looked the weather up for 1933. That's a record uh, year up to, uh, I think, in, in the upper 90s. Just to get some, some polarized... Uh... It's funny that it it, into, it actually worked well. Uh, so yeah, if uh, if you need anything, just ask for Tim. That's me. I'm, I'm Tim. Uh, so you know, pleased to meet you. You shake your hand. Uh, so I'm I'm on the desk. I'm, I'm here. Uh, you know, eight to six. Uh, yes, sir. It's nice to see you here. Uh, you know, at last. We've been waiting for you. Uh, you wait party, it's kind of a big deal. You know? it makes you feel, uh, a guy feel like he's part of it, You know. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I would love to go off exploring the world. Ah, <laughs> oh, what a life. Yeah. Uh, First of the wife would never thank stand you, uh, Tim. What? What's that? What?
4: Thank you for for very much information, I'll go to my room. Uh, yeah,
0: well, let me help <laughs> you with the bags here, yeah, let me uh, see. Uh...
4: you got going to tip him.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, Yeah. No. Well, you know. Uh, <laughs> no, we don't no do tipping. The, no help with
4: the bags. I go. Oh, ah,
2: sure? Okay, well, uh, sir. It's, well, it's
4: yes, uh, bye. Ah, oh, okay, well.
2: Oh, wait! Jens, you wouldn't happen to have lived in Norway, would you? <laughs> <laughs> you do the Norwegian too well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow, that's how they talk. City yeah, Norwegian. Oh, I, I,
0: I, uh, before you go, actually, I have, a, I have a note here somewhere. Let me see. Uh, oh, yeah, here's here's a note uh, from Professor Moore. Uh told mm. me to give it to you. You all get a note as you kind of uh, mm-hmm. as you, as you come in there.
2: Did everybody get the note? Yeah, join us at the ship.
0: And that's it, you, you get the, the room is on the fourth floor, you all kind of, you know, settle in. They're very, kind of small, you know, they're, they're, uh, there are a lot of them, but but they're not very big. Um, comfortable enough, though. You even have your own bath.
1: Uh, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thomas?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Did you, you mentioned at some point you were uh, riding on big game hunting? Is that, was that still? So... I- uh, that is correct though he doesn't i mean yes we didn't necessarily door. meet but i might have read your stories uh, yes
2: yeah. yeah well that's a part of my life i'd prefer to put behind me but um yeah, yeah you may have read my stories so i went uh, to um either way uh, i'm wait, i'm waiting for uh Heileman,
1: i'm waiting for uh, uh thomas to check in and then uh i'll uh, when i hear him or you know whatever i'll knock his door and ask if he he is, uh, is going to join me to
2: the boat. Oh, nice to meet you. What's, what's your name? Um, I'm Professor Pierre Belcourt. Uh, Professor Belcourt, it's lovely to meet you. Yes, yeah. I just need to get my stuff ready and then, um, uh, then, uh, then I'm ready. Uh, let me just repack my bags and then uh, just give me 20 minutes. I can meet you in the lobby.
1: Yes, yes, of course. Of course. righty, good to meet you. Uh, I'll oh. just be uh, sitting in the lobby reading the newspaper yeah, and I'll, I'll be joining him. Absolutely.
5: Well, I guess when I come into the lobby, I'll, I'll, I'll be seeing uh, Pierre there. We, we met before by this time, so I'll be in a jolly good mood. Well, hello, Pierre. How are you today?
1: Oh, I'm very good, thank you. So finally, the day has arrived.
5: Oh, yes, absolutely.
1: Uh, let me just talk to the receptionist a bit. Um, I'm just going to go out to the receptionist and uh, give him a note. Um, asking him to arrange for four bottles of red wine in my room for <laughs> the, little...
2: the prohibition yeah. is still on
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but you know we can get of of the extra yeah you gotta pay for it <laughs> anyway, I, I, I do that with a, a few dollar bills I don't know exactly how much ah, two thousand so, uh, should do
2: it yeah
1: as, as... a sufficient amount <laughs> as, yeah two thousand just, just the right amount
2: all right. <laughs> multiply by ten, roughly, Tom. If you want to, or divide by ten, in relation to current prices. Okay.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll, 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 I'll certainly, uh, I'll see what I can do, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's all I ask. Uh, pleasure, to, pleasure to uh, yeah, meet you. It sounds like Porky the Pig.
2: Etieke, yeah, 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 all right, so Thomas McLaughlin is going to join um, uh, Professor Belcour in the uh, in the reception.
1: Um, Have you met Lord Wimsey?:
2: No, no, I haven't. Uh, nice oh, to- hello, Thomas.
5: How do you do? Oh. I'm Lord Wimsey, okay. of Whimsy Hall in England.
2: Uh, how are you? How are you? Nice, nice to meet you, uh, uh, Wimsey.: Great pleasure. Um,
5: so, what are you up to, Thomas? What's
2: going on? Well, I was just about to uh, pack my bags. Really, I'm ready to go to the ship. I don't know about you guys.
5: Oh, as ready as we'll ever be.
2: Chop, chop! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, Thomas. Thomas will sort of sit down and shake his head a little bit. He hasn't quite dropped the uh, Irish uh, hate against the English aristocracy, even though he's two generations behind. I, I assume we are still
1: uh, staying at the hotels for a while. We're just meeting at the boat to get a tour or, or something like that. It's not like yeah, that's
2: that's how I understood it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: you're you're set for the fourteenth departure on the fourteenth. Okay.
2: So we're
3: and we're all ahead. What's what's the date? First September first. First, okay, so two weeks. Uh,
0: So there's a lot of traffic. I mean, there's there's a lot of people coming in. uh, Other than than you guys, Uh, let me actually just I'll, I'll share this now.
4: I see. I see the Charlie Chaplin.
2: <laughs> oh, cool! Oh, awesome! That's that's amazing! He, I really didn't expect that. <laughs> that Entertainment. Awesome. <laughs> that, that guy, Albert Gilmore. He he looks a bit yeah. More
4: he's
0: fun. Uh, seen some stuff. Yeah. The uh, so these are actually uh, all of these portraits uh, I've I found. Uh, Manually, so to speak. There there are drawings in the book, they're just not very good, so I chose to like, go out and find, you know, actual portraits. That's awesome. You should share uh, that I, with I the would, real world. So, I, <laughs> I will. But, uh, so, if if you recognize anybody,
1: <laughs> uh, you know. You mean like oh, Charlie it's... Chaplin. <laughs> <laughs> where, where is Charlie Chaplin? Is that the, the top guy on the right? Top guy, right, yeah.
2: yeah that's really? Right.
1: Yeah, before yeah. his beard. Oh.
2: Wow. Hmm.
5: Is that, that the guy called Samuel yeah. Winslow?
1: Yeah, I think that's yeah. so Oh, really? He comes on Reddit like every two months or something like that. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: God, how embarrassing is this, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> well, he may get a face
0: change operation for next time. So, yeah, so also, uh, you know, all these people, a lot of these people are kind of filtering in and out. Uh, and uh, if if you want to get to know some of them, uh, just let me know, we'll figure something out. Obviously, you know, some of them are scientists and whatnot, or pilots and all that kind of stuff. You know, teams.
1: Starkworth, he definitely looks like a Hollywood actor. Yeah, he definitely for sure does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you all kind
0: of uh, make your way to the ship, I, I guess. Uh, unless anybody else has anything you want to yeah. do? Mm-hmm. So... Um, the, you can either walk, or you can take a, a, a taxi or a private car. Um, it takes about a few minutes to walk, and it takes about 25 minutes uh, to half an hour to, to, or sorry, it takes about 25 minutes to half an hour to walk. It takes about five minutes with a car.
2: No, that oh, sounded well. right. What you're describing for New York. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <The> traffic <laughs> might have
2: been better back then. Who knows?
3: I'll walk uh, just because New York is a uh, is such a. I can hear a car anyway, so yeah, I'll
2: walk definitely. I'll for walking.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. walking. I'm trying to get a conversation on the uh, big deer, uh, big game hunting uh, with uh, Thomas on the way. He seems a bit reluctant.
2: No, I'm, I'm happy to talk about the sort of places I went, but um, as long as you don't sort of talk too much about the ending of my employment, then uh, no, no, think the conversation is smooth enough. Uh, I just want to keep keep it
1: casual.
3: Yeah.
0: All right. So um, you can see, uh, you you're, everybody's on the map. You have to scroll yep. down a little bit to Forty Fourth uh, Street to get to the Amherst Hotel. Oh, and, cool. um, let me... and then you have here uh, Pier Seventy Four B, which is the north side of the pier, is where the Gabriel Richard ship uh, is anchored.
5: If you go to Thirty Fourth
0: on the on the Hudson River, I can
5: seven, yeah, Pier
1: Seventy Four B. I can see it. Yeah. Pier Seventy Four B. Ah, yeah. Number Thirty Fourth. I don't see anything.
0: The 34th Street on the, on the water. Anyway, you can find all the piers are numbered on this. This is a period uh, correct map, actually. It's, really, it's a really cool map. Um, the, uh, the, you make your way out to, to the water, and at this time, so now today, obviously, it's very different. But, but back then, you have these piers all the way down, and, and uh, New York is in an incredibly busy um, city when it comes to uh, ships and, uh, you know, things coming in by, by sea. Um, and everything is very dirty, very noisy. Um, you know, you, you, there's like a strong smell of seawater, oil, fish, you know, damn wood, that kind of thing. Uh, and this is filled with uh, uh, stevedores, which are the people that, that handle the docks and loading and unloading of ships and whatnot. And um, it, it's just a, a hectic, a hectic uh, area of New York. Is it's all along the. I don't understand
1: how anyone can live in a harbor city. <laughs> <laughs> Um, You get into the to the docks, and um,
0: uh, you see a, there's a small sign out in front of the pier seventy four, uh, and there's a, a sign that says uh, Start with a more Antarctic expedition, please check in with the guard. No smoking." And uh, there's a there's a small kind of slightly somewhat Pot potbelly, the uh, port authority guard, sitting in, in the small you know the small uh, cubicles or not cubicles. Uh, what do you call it? Like
2: a little booth. Uh, that's it. Well, uh, I guess uh, we go up to him. Oh, hello there. Oh, Hey, buddy. Uh, we're all uh, we're all uh, expedition members, ready uh, ready to come uh, and uh, join the professor on, from his invitation note. Oh, okay. You're at
0: expedition. Hold on. Uh, Let us see here.
5: We, we got. He has a little phone there. Hello. Well,
0: yeah, I got some. Uh, I got some guys here. They want to come on board. Uh, uh, I don't know about about five of them. What's your name? I you get your name. So you go it. Uh, all right, great, great thing. Okay, great. Uh, you can go on in, bud. Uh, he sends you. Sends you in. Thank you. Thank you. Very much. Uh, the pier. Um, actually, I have a photo. Send it to you. A Second. Uh, the pier is about um, uh, six hundred feet, which I guess is about. 200 meters, thereabouts, um, long, and then about 80 feet wide. There's a long, narrow shed that runs down the middle of it, um, and uh, then you have uh, train tracks on both sides, so you can kind of pull the train right up alongside the, the ship. Um, and inside of the shed, you got uh, uh, boxes, uh, drums, pallets, bales, all that kind of stuff, um, and it's stacked you know, really high, I think about uh, five meters. Um, and um and it's very it's very crowded in, inside. It's actually very dark as well because uh, it's it's so sheltered. So this is where the ship is, uh, you know, obviously um uh, parked next to the, the pier and whatnot not so bad.
1: But this one says seventy four.
0: What says seventy four? Yeah.
1: The pier <laughs> the building name. Oh it's Pier seventy four. It. Oh, yeah. yes. it is?
4: I thought you said it was like 34th no,
2: Street Pier 74. Come on, Tom. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, don't mind me. Uh, yeah, this is, actually, uh, uh,
0: this is actually a period correct uh, photo of a pier that I managed to find miraculously. All hail the internet.
2: Nice. Wow, yeah. awesome.
0: Yeah, so uh, you, there's there's a lot of activity here. I mean, there's uh, the stevedores are, are busy getting the getting ships on on uh, pallets and loading them up on the cranes and getting them on board and whatnot. Um, the, there's a gangway up to the to the deck, and there's this is like a mixture of the stevedores, the crew of the ship, and the expedition members, and so there's probably you know uh, 150 200 people, you know, uh, Wow, know, well be a little much, maybe 100 150 people, kind of all milling about doing stuff. Um and uh, you kinda of ask around a little bit and, and get shown all. Oh, Professor Moore he's up on the he's up in the in the mess hall and you, you climb on board the ship.
2: So uh, do, have we have we joined the ship yeah.
0: basically. Uh and we're gonna show you the ship.
3: Big ship. Oh nice.
2: Oh nice, yeah, okay. Okay,
3: so those are all cranes on top, so it can load cargo, is that what this yeah, is? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The
0: first map on the top—that's the the deck level plan. Uh, so the the big squares are the holes into the into the uh, the holds, and then you have the cranes that can load stuff from from outside the ship, and, and obviously you know vice versa. Um, the next part is the the next part is the main deck spaces, which is where all the all the rooms are essentially, or most of the rooms are sorry. Um, and uh, you can see the main deck spaces cover. Um, so this it gets a little complicated. It's not that hard, but it is a little funky. If you look at the bottom map, the two first or the first half of it kind of covers the plan of the the two upper levels of the. Um, I forget the name, but like the tower part of the, the ship. So so if you need to plan it that at some point, it's not
2: like we're going to be moving miniatures around this too much, but anyway. Uh, other than that... But there's essentially, there's cabins, midships, and then both stern yeah. and aft. Uh, it's four and aft. For them here?
0: Yeah, uh, they actually have names. It's
2: uh, forecastle and aft castle, I think it is. Oh, right, castle, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. And that that's just passenger cabins, essentially. Yeah. On the main deck
0: spaces, uh, the uh, the 21, is that's the, um, uh, the normal mess, and then the 19 is the officer's mess. Uh, the expedition members, the, the kind of the upper echelon of the expedition members, which would mean uh, several of you guys, especially anybody who has like, agreed in something, that sort of thing, anybody who has given money to the expedition, that sort of thing, you guys are all staying in the uh, 5 to 12 uh, cabins of some sort. Kevin 5 is uh, Starkweather and more, um, and then beyond that, we'll figure out who's in what happens. I honestly don't have a list of, of who's in, in what captain yet, but we'll that mm, Sure. So. 9 <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm calling it now. Tips. <laughs> uh, one,
0: I believe, is toilets, and two is bathroom, uh, I think, I remember that correctly. And then uh, the 13 to 18, that's the uh, less important
2: uh, people. I'm um, definitely an So we'll get back to this. A lot of other numbers.
0: I believe the the threes and the fours are respectively. I think those are the the ship crew. Um, but again, we'll get back to some of that stuff board right now. Other than that, you have all of the holds. There are five holds. Um, you have the tween deck hold, which is essentially when you open up the hold, which is at the top. There's a a, a part of it that is a, a, like a level uh, by itself. And then we can, like there's a walkway all the way around and you can put stuff on oh, it. Oh,
2: I get it. Yeah. Okay. And then
0: you have the bottom part, which is the, the main hold. And you can't, you have to go between holds. You have to go up and, and down. So each of them is a separate compartment. So should something happen.
3: It's yeah, compartmentalized. It's a I sh- it's like and then in, in the middle,
0: out. you have the uh, the engine and the boilers. Uh, and obviously the smokestack, which goes all the way up and whatnot. And then various other things. The reefer space is the, uh, the freezer, essentially, uh, which is uh, right behind the uh, engine on the tween deck. Uh, a lot of maritime terms here, um, and that's pretty much it. Any questions? Are
1: we stuck in wine? <laughs> uh,
2: that's a good question. I have
1: no further questions.
2: Reefer space. Uh, h- how is that cooled? Just out of curiosity.
0: Uh, no, this book is so comprehensive that there is probably. A paragraph on it somewhere.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. I'm just curious. Um, um, like, did they do refrigeration in the 1930s? When did refrigeration come in? Uh, I'm not sure, but um... I'm just wondering if we have to freeze somebody down who's going to start <laughs> waving mad. You see?
1: <laughs>
0: you know, I like the way you prepare. Uh, okay. Uh,
1: I'll
0: get that information for you. Uh, first
1: commercial ice-making machines was from 1854. Oh, all right, okay. Uh, cool. Yeah, so... So they're, they're refrigerators. Refrigerators so. from 1913. Perfect. Yeah, so the, the, the reaper space
0: is cool. uh, it, okay. it, it's divided into a freezer and then a larger uh, cooler.
2: Yeah.
3: <clears> now,
2: Michael, what, what this doesn't have is it doesn't have any detailed plans over anything above the cabins, and I can see on the side view that Yes, there it does. Is
0: the second paper at the bottom. Oh, right, so that's oh, the, deck, the boat
2: deck Sorry. and the bridge deck. Ah, Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Okay.
0: Yeah, you, and there's actually above the bridge deck, there's the flying bridge, which is uh, where you can, you can actually go up and stand, and you're standing outside. And right? you can steer the ship from there.
2: And has has the airplanes, have they already been loaded? Do we know? Can we see them on the pier, or...? No, they have not.
0: So you arrive, and you, you kind of find your way into the, into the mess hall, and... Um, uh, kind of push away past sweaty, stinky uh, stevedores and various other people that are carrying equipment on board, including other expedition members that are kind of carrying their books and whatnot, um, and uh, uh, you, you find uh, Professor Moore um, standing uh, by a table, that's kind of covered in papers, and he's got a clipboard uh, in his hand, and he's talking to one of the cargo masters, and um, uh, you've all seen him, he looks very much like a professor. And he kind of sees you uh, come in and says, "Oh, oh, you've arrived! Ah, that's great. Good, good to have you on board. Uh, oh, there's so much to do. Uh, we better get started. Uh, Did you eat? Did you yet? Or there's some sandwiches and coffee
2: over here? Oh yeah, I'll, I'll have Thank some. You. I haven't really yeah. eaten it properly, so yeah, I'm definitely going for some.
0: Oh great. Uh, yeah, just take whatever you want, and then uh, you should probably go see uh, uh, Mister Sykes. He's in the cruise lounge. Uh, he's, he's right down uh, through the door." Um, and, oh yeah, um, uh, one more thing. Uh, we meet every morning, eight o'clock, uh, at the hotel in the rose room. Um, so I don't know if I don't see you again today. I'll, I'll, I'll see you there. Uh, and he kind of mills off and, and starts taking care of business. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. So, uh, you go down to the, to the mess hall and, uh, you, you meet, uh, Sykes and, uh, he's on the, the roster. I want to have the portraits of Who's Sykes? Uh, so Sykes is the there, um, yeah, he's number three. He's uh, the one who looks a little bit like Peter Tool. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> yeah, he's the polo guy. So uh, he's gonna take care of all of your uh, your clothes uh, fitting and whatnot. Um, and uh, there's also uh, Doctor Green, who is, he's on the on the port or on the roster as well. He's uh,
3: in the middle, near the bottom, Dr. Richard Cream. Yeah, of course. That, that guy's creepy, Albert Gilmore. That guy's a creepy-looking guy. I know, guy.
2: he is, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs>
3: is we're, we're not impressed.
5: <laughs> Just a little burned. <clears throat> uh, yeah, so Sykes,
0: uh, Sykes kind of, uh, he welcomed you. There's, like, a lot of people filing in and out, and um, uh, he uh, he's, like, a, you can see he's, he's a little weather-beaten. He's been out and about, uh, you know, he's... Uh, his his skin and, and you know it almost feels like he's he just walked out from uh, from an expedition of some sort like he almost looks like he's unwashed and, and a little little around the edges but um, uh, he he seems like a jolly fellow and he he starts taking measurements of all your your various limbs and whatnot for for the uh, for the clothes and then he he's got like a, a huge pile of stuff you know kind of boxes and, and racks of, of stuff everywhere and he starts kind of Going through all your clothes and making sure that uh, everything fits and you all kind of try
2: it on and make sure that you can move and whatnot. Um, uh, if we get issue with a dog tag, that's when we should start getting the dog tag, The dog tag,
3: you know, a uh, um, oh yeah, yeah, ID badge. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here, put this on your foot, <laughs> that's too secure.
0: yeah, and then like he just kind of does that, and then um. He writes everything down and, and makes sure that, that you get the right things and um, and he tells you he kinda goes over, uh, you know, tries to get as many of you together to and keep quiet as, as possible at the same time to, to go through everything and make sure everybody understands what's going on and whatnot.
1: I uh, so we'll get some kind of uh, some, some kind of survival training as well, all sorts. Uh, so I mean I definitely haven't been I mean, yeah, I went skiing in the Alps, but you know,
0: <laughs> yeah, there's. He says there's. There's going to be. Uh, there's going to be training uh, while we're going down there. You know, it's, it takes a while to sail, so we're going to have a bunch of classes while we're all on road. Uh, you should. You should be able to get the, the basics. Um,
2: <laughs> That's all you need. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just need you to survive the first That's three days in the direction and we of we <laughs> the
0: dog. You. You stick close to me, kid. I'll. I'll take care of you. <laughs> I'm actually like six or something. So. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless. Uh, you look younger than he does. <laughs> and then when you're done with that, you, you get taken over to Dr. Green and he, there's like a, you know one of those makeshift uh, medical you know, walls of, of cloth, I don't know what they're called shields set up and he's, he's kind of uh, he's kind of going through like, this modest, modest uh, physical exam questioning you about you know your medical history and whatnot. I don't know if anybody has any kind of obvious sentence or, or conditions or anything that needs to be needs
2: to be. Yeah, so um, so I've, I've obviously got a stab wound that's still giving me trouble. Um, so he may he may notice that, that, and the other people may as well if we're there. Well, he, he kind of takes a
1: look at it, oh, well,
0: it's healing, but actually, how do you manage to
2: get that? Oh, it's a long story. Long story, not one that I, I don't wish to share, to be honest. I mean, it's just for reference, I mean, It's um. You know, it's old, so it is scarred over. It's not like a fresh one. <laughs> well, the um, guy like, yeah. was hell. I'll tell you, Penn Station.
0: It's hard getting here. Um, and then uh, there's, uh, so he kind of gives you the, the, the run through, and, and, you know, if anybody of you, I think you all probably have a pretty good health, but if any of you, you know, are, are, uh, have tendencies of smoking or drinking, he's probably going to comment a little bit on that. As doctors have a, Tendency to do, and then you just meet with a dentist uh, and uh, kind of get your teeth taken care of because you don't want to go to the Antarctic and not have you don't have a, a hole or a bad filling or something like that. Uh, does anybody need to get any teeth pulled? Teeth pulled uh, now that they're at it. I, I think One. I'm good,
1: good on the teeth pulling situation. It might be uh, slightly discolored my teeth, but otherwise healthy. <laughs> well, whose isn't in this day and age? Um, and
0: that's pretty much it. I mean, that, you spend kind of you know most of uh, most of the afternoon doing that, and then
2: um, uh, you can do whatever you want for the rest of the day and evening. So, have we been? Have we now been given a cabin on the boat? Um,
0: you know, that's a good question. Yes, you probably
2: have. Yeah, uh, you've all kind of been assigned. Um... Excellent. And is that lockable or is that open? I'm just wondering whether to move your stuff, our stuff from the hotel up to the boat.
0: Well, I would say that there's, there's so many people moving in and out of the ship that if if I was there, I probably wouldn't move my stuff, unless it was stuff that I didn't care about so much, because yeah. who yeah. knows, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. But uh, it, it should be lockable uh, if, if the rules contradict me.
1: Then yeah. I probably have my rifle somewhere in custom, so I'll try and arrange to have that moved to the ship rather than to the hotel.
0: Okay. Um, so you talked to um, you talked to Moore at some point. He's he seems a well little distressed, but um, he says, yeah, yeah. We, um, we have a rifle. Yes, we have uh, we have a weapon locker that we put all of our, our guns in, and you can, you can show it there. I'll make sure that. Um, actually, you talk to the you should talk to the, the first uh, the first
2: mate.
1: But uh, I need to make a few calls because it's probably still in the immigration office somewhere. <laughs> Where in it will customs. Probably so.
2: stay. <laughs> This is the 1930s. Surely you can just bring in... Whatever. You probably had it on the plane uh, yeah. flying over. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> just uh, in, in the yeah. carry-on.
2: <laughs> it's okay. The bolt has
0: been separated from it. I mean, what more, more do you want? Um, you talked to uh, you talk to the first officer. His name is uh, Peter Turlow. Uh, I'll, I'll put together a roster for the Gabriel crew as well at some point. Um, but Peter Turlow, he's kind of the, he's the guy who takes care of, of a lot of the, the, ship, uh, the ship stuff. And he kind of shows you the weapon lock and whatnot and make sure that, that when that when it clears customs, it'll it'll be put into place and whatnot. And there's a limited amount of people, obviously, that have access to, to that. I say anybody else want to do anything on uh, September 1st?
4: I just need to talk to Starkweather about my money. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, so you uh, you kind of look around, you ask around a little bit, and, and uh, uh, everybody's like, Starkweather? No, no, he's he's talking to journalists. Uh, maybe tomorrow. Yeah.
4: yeah it's because i
0: need to talk to him yeah about no okay money. yeah i uh, know i see if you can find him tomorrow i don't know maybe he's at the hotel uh, i don't know he might be he might be some i don't know and then they kind of filter off little... my
4: money
0: let's <laughs> just take the next day uh you kind of all do whatever you do, yeah, on, do on the evening of the first and then the next day you meet down in the rose uh room on, you know, at eight o'clock um and it's kind of the first time that everybody, you know, from the expedition is in the same place and you kind of look around and see all the faces of the people, you know, that are, um, that are in the expedition. And obviously, uh, there's a couple of things that are, that are kind of uh, um, uh, almost novel to the expedition. But just the fact that it has black people in it is a little weird for, for the 1930s. Um, but also, obviously, you know, uh, Albert Gilmore. And then the uh, so on on the roster here they're, they're split into the universities that they're from or the colleges, and then usually the one on the left is kind of the the lead, and then the other one is the assistant to that person. That's how it goes. Um, and then the other thing, of course, so like you, you you can't help but notice uh, Albert Gilmore, uh, who who has a a disfigured face. And then beyond that is kind of it's it's pretty straightforward. Um, and everybody's everybody's uh, gathered together. After a few minutes, uh, uh, you see Starkweather and more uh, come in, and uh, more kind of in, in his somewhat disheveled uh, uh, suit with his clipboard and everything, and, and, um, and coffee. And there's also, uh, you know, various uh, coffees and juices and whatnot uh, lined up for everybody to to grab what they need uh, for breakfast, and and croissants. Um, and Starkweather, in like looks really sharp. He's he's a man who knows how to carry himself well. He's very, uh, just by looking at him, like you almost feel like he's he's charismatic. Uh, he kind of comes in and he starts greeting, you know, several of you by name, and uh, uh, you know, he's, uh, he comes over to you or glimpses and you know, shakes your hands like, "Oh, it's good to see you." Uh, finally, we're 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 embarking on this endeavor. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. We should uh, we should meet later and, and discuss the uh, you know your your donation
5: absolutely looking
0: forward to it <laughs> uh, and, and kind of greets you know various people that he knows and whatnot um and more more uh sits down next to, to a chalkboard and then uh Sargwader stands up and he starts going kind of going over the, the details of the expedition um which essentially um is uh you know, it, it departs on september 14th and we're going to travel um and actually he calls up the I shared the map. Uh, if you look on the right hand side, you'll see the. So the first map is obviously the Antarctic, and then the second map over on the right hand side is the planned route for the trip.
1: Oh, I just have markers and uh, in floating
2: uh, in space.
0: Try refreshing the window. Maybe it hasn't. It's
2: come.
1: Yeah, I've got it. Great. Cool. Um, oh, I need. Mean,
0: yeah, okay.
2: Got it. Yeah, so
0: okay. it'll pop up oh, for people brilliant. who don't have it. Um, so the stark weather is going on, he says, you know, and we're going to travel, uh, via the Panama Canal to Melbourne, and uh, in Australia, and then there we're going to refuel and then reprovision, and then we'll be ready to make landfall in the Ross Sea, uh, it might be as early as November 1st, uh, if the pack ice permits. Uh, like the Miskatani University expedition, uh, before us, uh, we're going to use aircraft as our main use, our main, uh, means of transportation, uh, we have three large, fast, modern aircraft, the Boeing model 247s and they are arriving in a few days and we have a smaller uh, plane as well the Fairchild FC-2 uh, which have been carried by several other uh, previous Arctic and Antarctic expeditions which is already on board the ship Um, and we'll use that for mapping and exploration of the Ross Ice Shelf uh, itself. We're planning three uh, semi-permanent camps uh, one on the shore of the Ross Sea where we made landfall and um, that'll act as the base camp for the airplanes. The second is uh, we're going to erect near the site of uh, Percival Lake's last uh, great discoveries, the site of which we hope to be able to find and of course uh, revisit uh, so we can get some some more insight into that tragedy. Uh, And the third base, the forward base uh, for exploration will be located on that ancient high plateau as described by Dyer on the far side of the Miskatonic Mountains and uh, we're planning many exploratory flights and the, uh, the Gabrielle that carries enough aircraft fuel to fly each of these planes around the world now the expedition will leave Antarctica on or before the February 1st and uh, the immortal remains of the deceased Miskatonic expedition members uh, if we can find them uh, will be brought home with us along with uh, many of the uh, interesting finds from Lakes camp as we can find and, uh, with that, I turn it over to Professor Moore. And, uh, Moore gets up and, uh, kind of greets, uh, all of, all of you, um, including all the other expedition members, of course, and, uh, asks everybody to kind of stand up and, and give a few words about themselves. Uh, and then he, and you do, which I don't want to go through because it's going to take forever. Uh, and then he opens the floor to, uh, questions. Do uh, so you have any questions? And for those who haven't haven't noticed yet, on the map you can see that the mountain range is kind of penciled in on the right-hand side of the larger map with a little pin, which is where Lakeside presumably was. And then you have uh, the Miskatonic University base, which was on the Greenwag Range uh, landmass. And as for uh, Ross Island, I will put a pin on that as well. So that's Ross Island, um, which is where we're trying to make landfall.
4: Well, uh, according to what Starkweather said, we would be in uh, the Ross Sea in about a month. Is that, a, is that accurate? So a month and a half, actually. Right, because you're leaving on the 14th. You're
1: going to need to bring a few <laughs> good books. <laughs> and how. <laughs>
4: <laughs> right. And a few good books. How long would we stay there?
2: Until February 1st, so that's uh, three three months? Yeah, three months. Question, Professor Moore? Are there any on this expedition that have um, uh, gone uh, with the previous expedition? Do we have any any ex- experience from from uh, finding the camp? Or are we basically going blind down there?
0: Ah uh, yes, we we do have, I believe uh, a few people from uh, the previous expedition. probably sounds, that camp.
5: sounds kind of like an aggressive question. Well, are we going blind? <laughs> <laughs> have you in fact like not planned this at all?
0: <laughs> there are a couple of uh, people, uh, there are a couple of the crew on board to Gabrielle as well, uh, who have uh, sailed before, um, right. okay. and uh, I'm going to have to just look up, uh, he could give you an answer, but I can't because I don't have it in my head uh, as to whether any of the expedition members have,
2: have been there before,
0: but um, I don't think any of them have.
2: The, the fact that you're not quite sure indicates to me that this is an unimportant uh, point. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: or am I making it seem unimportant?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Other than that, he, he goes over the, the map and uh, says, uh, So, uh, Mr. Starkweather uh, plans to return north on February 1st. Uh, but I think uh, we will probably be able to fill in uh, quite a bit of this uh, before then. Um In in any case, uh, we're going to try and cover as much territory as we can while we're there. Um, We're going to be sharing the continent with uh, three other expeditions uh, that have their own itineraries, uh, of course, and uh, we're going to try and stay out of their way. Uh, uh, Most of them don't even uh, coincide with uh, us being there. Um, And as far as I know, none of them have any plans to push England across the mountains. The Ellsworth-Bachen expedition, um, which plans to arrive in January, the Richard Evelyn Bird Expedition, uh, which uh, is also arriving in January, and the uh, bas Maya Falcon Expedition, which is arriving, I think, sometime in the winter, uh, or Antarctic summer, as it were. There are two weeks before we set sail. Uh, this isn't much time, and I'm afraid uh, you know some things uh, have rather fallen, fallen through the cracks, and so between now and then, I'm going to have to uh, call on each of you to, uh, to help uh, lend your expertise towards our successful departure and I trust you're all uh, willing to help you can certainly count on us absolutely
5: mm.
0: aye, aye captain great great good to hear good to hear I'll, um, I've drawn up a number of lists and uh, there's a lot of uh, more uh, stuff to be done I'm sure and then he's kind of starts handing out you know various various duties to everybody and then you all kind of get um, a piece of paper and uh, uh, with you know, various tasks on it. And I have those pieces of paper, but the question is whether I should just wait until next time. Tom, he he pulls you uh, aside and, and gives you uh, talks to you privately, uh, which we can do after uh, after everybody's done. Which I'm sure we're almost about to do.
3: So that's it. Cool. Hey, cool. Just, just, aside, just yeah, you too. Just aside for the players, just for conversationally. I think. Do you think it's possible? that this guy, the one guy who's missing, right, that they didn't confirm his body, what was his name? Um, i got it here, hold get, on. Gedney. Gedney, yeah. Could he have survived this long on his own? I mean, I guess presumably there were supplies with that camp.
4: Yeah, he could.
3: But it, I wonder, wasn't it
4: three years?
2: Oh, has it been that long? Um, it's been that long? it's yeah, two, yeah, but, but, no. well, it's two and a half years now. But still, Jens, if you had food for yeah. 30 people to be down there for three months... Yeah. Then you have food for one person to be down. One person, free. and they were drilling in
3: caves, right? So caves yeah. would be pretty good shelter. Yeah. Just, just unless they're
1: full of N- monsters. <laughs> that yeah. is not really nice.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> We all know they don't exist, Tom. They're just <laughs> white tales.
1: I don't know
4: if if you could have made it back to the base camp, and there was supplies at the base camp, maybe, yeah.
2: maybe, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's definitely something to think
0: about. After everybody's gotten their their thing, is just kind of short. Uh, he kind of the more just pulls you apart. Apart, <laughs> he just ripped you apart. Do,
1: do I need to write some notes? I no, no, no. no it. it's,
0: it's fine. It's fine. Uh, he just he pulls you aside and uh, he says, uh, "I have uh, I have an important uh, request to make." Um, uh, yeah, uh, we've engaged uh, the services of uh, J. B. Douglas um, to captain the Gabriel. Uh, and, uh, Commander Douglas, as you may know, uh, was the master of uh, the Miskatonic Expeditions uh, vessel at the Arkham, and uh, we're delighted to have him, of course. But he's a very private man, and he didn't want anything to do with the press or the public view. Uh, so, I'd like what I'd like to do is to, if you could make yourself available to the commander and, and see any needs he may have. He's due arrive on the sixth. He's reserved rooms at the Westbury Hotel on Four Forty Skelmill Street, and if you could meet him there that evening after he arrives, that I would be really appreciative. I'll be delighted. Great. Um, so, please don't tell anybody uh, about the commander. We promised him uh, that uh, we would keep his accommodations from the press uh, and that no one would bother him before the expedition uh, set sail. And um, Mr. Starkweather uh, wants to announce uh, Douglas himself uh, or his hiring. Uh, so, we're not going to do that until closer to the
1: departure to get you know the best press. Oh, I understand. I understand.
0: Period. It's good. It's good to meet you again. It's been a while.